Welcome to Hopefully You Don't Break Up. I'm Julia Razzi. And I'm Will Miles. And today we are joined by Mindy Roth and Antonia Predevan. Hello. Hi. Hi. We're in their apartment. It's very nice. It's Lovely very Bushwick apartment. abode. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Predevan, you did a good job. Spanish? No. Croatian. 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 Yeah. Nice. It's don't know much. name that, that tricked you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what you don't know what <laughs> anything of, I'm not very good at geography <laughs> I just know that everyone is welcome in the US yeah yes, yes. everyone's welcome in Croatia right for now for now yeah. 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 yeah would you ever move back to Croatia um I don't know it was never a plan yeah. <laughs> okay. things change yeah what made you move here I always wanted to live in New York okay so I figured to do that because of immigration I should go to college here okay so I went That's to college smart, yeah. and then I moved to New York cool nice. yeah I've always loved Croatia because I'm a lifelong Chicago Bulls fan. We had oh, Tony yeah. Kukoc. That's oh, from Croatia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, and nice. I always was like, I want to go to Croatia where Tony Kukoc is from. That sounds cool. It's yeah. beautiful. It is? Yeah. It's, it's right next to Italy. Uh, oh, she nice. Lives, her town is like on the Adriatic Sea on the coast. It's just like the most beautiful place I've ever been. It's nice. really gorgeous. But not the best I guess economy for work. Yeah, economically, so. it's not the best. Yeah. 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 But good for vacation. Yeah. Where do we all go? Where do we go? It's right next Where to Italy. We, we can do a quick pop over. Quick pop over? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <You should. laughs> what? Um, wait, so I remember when Mindy first met you. You do? Yeah, because tell me I. More. <laughs> well, you guys should tell, tell your. Okay, when did you guys meet? How did you meet? Uh, we met. At my like temp day job, Antonia's real job, and we had a a work fling. Uh, so yeah, we were friends for three, almost three years at work before we started to like caboodle in the office. Nice, yeah. yeah. And um, you had just gotten out of like a super long term relationship. Yeah, I was with my boyfriend for almost seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's super long. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> lovely. Um, yeah, a lifetime, so. we had both just gotten out of relationships. Actually, yeah, I was dating someone else for about two years. Two what years. year was this that you guys met? Uh, thir- well, we met in the office 2009 or 10. Yeah, very end of 2009. Yeah, I think I've been working there for six, six months or something. I was working reception at the time. I took her coat for her interview. Um, <laughs> and you're like, we're smelling it. Like, One day. I thought she was super nice, but I thought she was 17. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I still make her say that all the time. <laughs> How old did you think I was? <laughs> um, yeah, we... I So yeah, 2009 or 10, and then we didn't start, like, I guess, ho- hooking up till... 12, 2012? Yeah. The summer of 12. Yeah. So you summer worked. Summer of 12. Yeah. Summer of 12, the movie. Uh. <laughs> well, because you and I talked quite a bit, I feel like, when you broke up with your boy, because I had been with my longest relationship for about eight years. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I feel like we talked a lot about that. And yeah. So you you broke up with him in 09? Or? I, we broke up uh, in 2012. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a very, yeah, we broke up. I moved out. Um, we hooked up that summer. Yeah. Yeah, because we were both getting out of relationships around the same time. So uh-huh. we, and so we started for sure hanging <laughs> out a little bit more, and then we had common topic to discuss over whiskey. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. would like get and drinks after work and be like, "We're going through breakups." Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then continued hanging out after, and then that summer, we hooked up the first time. Yeah. Wait, was this, this was your first 
was it your first female relationship? Um, yeah, like a really yeah, like girlfriend yeah. term thing. Yeah, yeah. I one had dabbled. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I remember. I don't know if you remember this, but you and I had a conversation in a bar when I went not after my divorce, but after my last breakup. So okay. I had been like in back to back long term, and I think you guys must have been together like a year, hooking up for a year at that point. Okay, and you were like. Oh, have you thought about like maybe dating someone of the same sex? And I was like, I say that to you? Yeah. (laughs) I was probably like, I'm having a good sex. Yeah. 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 You were were trying to convert me. (laughs) No, I mean, it was an interesting discussion that I thought about for a while after. I remember this. Yeah. Because I was like, because I was like, no, I mean, I've hooked up with women, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to date one. And it's not because I think it's like morally wrong. I just. When I've imagined it, I'm like, oh, but for me personally in a relationship, something that I, Julia Rossi, just me alone, <laughs> something that I'm drawn to is the opposite, what I consider, I'm trying to be as PC as possible, yeah, yeah, I know. male energy. Like, that's just for me. Yeah, and yeah. I remember you were like, I don't know. And you were like really challenging. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny. Um, I remember talking about this with you because I think we were talking about like types and what kind of types we have. Yeah, we were saying you have a specific type with yeah. men specifically, but you were like frustrated. We were just talking about like how, like patterns or something. Yeah, like my that. type had tended to tend to be guys that were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, really? No, not all, not, not all. Nice no, no, no. Guys. I've been with my my ex has. There's plenty of great people. Yeah, till now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we we're talking about types, and I think we we're talking about gender, and you're talking about masculine energy. And every time someone says that, and I think since we started dating specifically, because I I think about gender, but you never really have to think about it too much unless you're in a same sex relationship or you're dealing with someone going through dysmorphia or you're yeah. just reading about it. And then you kind of realize, not that it's a construct, but that male-female energy, to me specifically, didn't have much to do with genitalia, mm. necessarily. Oh, definitely not. I it was feel, depth yeah. and energy thing. So I'd, I wouldn't consider you having male energy, but you definitely have opposite energy yeah. than me. Yeah, yeah. like energy that right. works with me. Yeah, I didn't disagree with what you were saying. I didn't know how to answer. Like, I didn't have an answer. I just <laughs> knew in my gut that I probably wouldn't end up in a relationship with a woman and I didn't know how to explain it. Yeah, totally. But everything you were saying was like, I I was like, oh. And it, like, I think, I I mean, it's every time I see you, it like pops in my head. That's I was so like, funny. I remember when Mindy tried to make me a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is your summary of the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because Mindy and I kind of look alike. You she was like, no, nah, you have to be the same. You have to have the same relationship. <laughs> Do you know how many people I booked on strip stories? Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> literally we'd be at parties and be like, I want to come to your show. And I'd be like, which which one? The storytelling one about sex. I'd be like, all right, just email me at Mindy Raff. Nice. Like email. Yeah. PayPal, $25. Yeah. And we'll get you you can spot. bribe me. <laughs> yeah, it's because we like, we're doppelgangers. So I'm like, yeah. hey, if I'm dating like a woman, then you, you yeah. have to too. Definitely. That's so funny. I yeah. love that. I think I was just really excited about my like, not new identity, but. I think I was just like super Finding happy. Yourself. Oh, I've yeah. been promoting so I was, like, interracial relationships like crazy lately. I'm not even <laughs> yeah, kidding. I mean, true, I've been yeah. like, check out outside your own race. You'll yeah. learn stuff. <laughs> You're like, date Things someone ethnic, maybe you. you have to date someone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the amount of no new choice. hair products that have been, uh, in, in I've been introduced to in the house. Just that your, energy your hair is looks different. great. Thank right? you so it much. Does, right? <laughs> Thank my uh, grandparents. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think opposite energies just work also, just in general, no matter what the opposite is. Yeah, we're very different. Yeah, we, yeah. From the beginning, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'd even, I'd go as far to say, 
just I have feminine energy a little bit. On yeah. some things. Yeah. Well, on, I mean, in well, general. Well, it's yin-yang like energy. Like yeah. the things that you're um, feminine on, I feel like I'm very stereotypically masculine. Like I'm definitely more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far for as sure. like yelling at people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also Italian. Yeah. And I'm also not just, afraid of police. That's more the energy thing. The Italian thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also Italian yeah. are like, you guys need to work this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Figure it out right good. now, live right. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is actually yeah, their no, therapy. Yeah, 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 right. We hired you guys. We we didn't tell you that. You're welcome. (laughs) We do gender energy therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So had you guys had any relationships or anything in between your breakups or was it just right away the two? Like, Uh, yeah, it was um, right away. The two of us, it was definitely a rebound sex fling. I would say, I mean, we were friends, so it it wasn't like we were just physical, but it definitely was more. I think animal like in the beginning, wouldn't you say? Like we weren't both like we want a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I think that we've been friends for such a long time, and for me, um, you know, when you just realize all of a sudden, oh, I'm in love with this person, mm-hmm. and you also know them so well, and you really like them as a person just in general, and now you love them and you really want yeah. them too. So I wouldn't say that for me it was a rebound. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, it was really hot, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had been friends the whole time from like 09 when you met to 2012? Yeah. No. Oh, no? No. Well, no. You can say um, this. So this is my part of the story. <laughs> um, I walked into the office and I met this great girl. And I wanted to hang out with her all the time because she was the only non-corporate person. And I quickly learned what people mean by corporate America. Mm-hmm. So she was my favorite person in the office. So I wanted to, oh, let's go get lunch or let's go. Did you have a crush on her then? No. Okay. No, no, no. I just wanted to hang out. I was new to the city. I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> um, but when I would say, oh, let's get lunch, she would say that, oh, no, I can't. I'm writing a book. Oh, do you want to go get a drink after work? Oh, no, I'm busy. My lunch hour to work. I'm busy. <laughs> I have a show that night. So we haven't been friends from the beginning because you were too busy for me. <laughs> and you didn't really like me. But then over the years, we became I good friends. I didn't like you, but I definitely, you know how you're in a job you hate, so you don't want to like... You're like, I'm Identify leaving, so I don't want to make there. friends. Yeah. yeah, I just had this thing where I don't want to be friends with anyone in the office. I don't want to oh, acknowledge yeah. that I'm here. I was miserable at that job. Yeah. I just, I didn't hate everyone, but I had no desire to like emotionally or like friendship wise put myself in that place. So you were like this super nice person, but I was like, I don't have time to like have a life in this office. I just yeah. want to get my dental insurance and get the fuck out. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, I'll come to your comedy show. And I was like, sure, here you, you can come. It's in... It's in Bushwick, like I'm sure. And then like literally the next week she would show up. Nice. At the show. Like, you know that when people in an office say like they'll come to your show and you're like, okay, I have one tonight. And they're like, oh, sure. Let me know about the next one. Yes. Every time. She, you, but you're like a, a true fan of just going, going to things. Like, yeah. When I say I'm going to do something, I try to follow through. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do for work? Uh, So I'm still in brand licensing. Okay. Which is type of job that we met at. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was in the legal department reception and she was sales management. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brand licensing is like manufacturers hooking up with clients to make products. Uh, hooking up with clients, hooking, hooking up, up with, with clients. coworkers. Yeah. Wait, did yeah. you guys hook up at work in the office? Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, of course. Did you like, did you push all the papers off of the thing? <laughs> the desk. <laughs> there was this little room. Can we, can we, we can, yeah, yeah, we should. 
Yeah, nice. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no, there's this little room they Fuck called it. they no. called it Hong Kong because we had different offices in different countries. So they had like the London conference room and the Hong Kong conference room. And the Hong Kong conference room is like this tiny it was like just the perfect room for hooking up. It looked like yeah. a little studio with just one table and the window faced Midtown. So it was like this view of Midtown where you could see it's very like working girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so we definitely I would stay at the office after work because I was revising my book so I would literally just stay from like 6 to midnight or 6 to 1 in the morning sometimes and write there was coffee there was water it was quiet so I would just kind of stay at my desk and use it at like as my work from home office at night so we so during so like, sometimes I would also stay yes <laughs> nice. did wonders for my career I worked so hard <laughs> I, was, I was doing one final copy edit I feel like right before my book came out when we started hooking up so I was it wasn't like hard work, but it was just like I needed to be there working because if I went home, I wouldn't do it. So I remember I was doing this final thing, and that's when we would kind of stay after. And you would just kind of stay and work, too, and then we would like hook up in the office. Yeah, and then nice. we would take breaks. Not during the day, though, because that's too risky. But um, one's in the, the bathroom. risk is great. Yeah, in the bathroom. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathroom Did you ever hook up at a job? No, I was a teacher, so that would have been very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never had the option to. I mean, I had sex with other teachers, but... It was always like at the bar afterwards, starting at the bar afterwards, and then everything. Nice. Uh, and if any of those teachers are listening, I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> In but my yeah. head, I had sex. With right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that I think that's a big part of why none of those relationships. That was also in Chicago, so I was like, I'm not going to live here, and I don't want. I'm not a teacher, so it was all the, like you were saying, the thing about being worried about that. Yeah. About like getting too emotionally connected to a job, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't belong. I'm not here. I'm not I really had here. like one foot out the door yeah, when we too. were hooking up. You, that and was And one risky. foot around Antonia's neck. Yeah. yeah. What up? Hey, <laughs> you know my positions with doppelgangers. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a lovely fling and then, and then we just kept going. <laughs> yeah, what made it turn from uh, summer loving to like, what was that? What did you, did I you did just, a did you just sing from Grace? Yeah. <laughs> it was the sad, you went, summer loving. Yeah, it happened so fast. And then what happened after that? <laughs> that was amazing. Well, I was you. literally like, he greased us. Yeah. <laughs> You've been greased. <laughs> um, oh, well, we had like a, a lovely Mindy summer. was very serious about the relationship. I think a little too serious for me at the time, or so I thought. I wanted to keep it very casual. I and wanted also, to keep it casual in my heart, but I'm not, that's just not me. I don't oh yeah, do especially casual. Especially after seven years. Yeah. No, yeah. I wanted to be like, I'm going to hook up with everybody. But then once we started hooking up and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to get married. Like I already <laughs> yeah, knew yeah, yeah. we were getting married, but I couldn't say that. So I tried to act like, yeah, I want to be open and let's just like be super chill. And then I was like, no, no, you have to meet my friends. You have to meet my family. Like yeah. we have to tell everyone. And you were like, I bought her shoes. This is, can I tell the shoe story? keep asking for permission <laughs> so it was her I, it was july we had only been hooking up for like a month and um we were at like dna footwear and like park slope and she looked at these like toms i don't know there were some like boots and mm-hmm. i think they were like 70 bucks or something uh which isn't whatever it's relative but she's like oh, I like, like really eccentric type of shoes that uh-huh. you usually wouldn't buy for yourself or something uh-huh. yeah, yeah, like yeah, sparkly yeah. shoes and she's like oh these are so cool and i was like you should get them and she's like oh, i don't know blah blah and I don't know, I, I walk, it was like across the street from my sublet and I was like, so I picked them up and I got them for her for her birthday and I could tell the minute she opened them, 
it was too much too soon. Oh, <laughs> really? She was like, oh, th- thank thank you for the show. <laughs> 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 Wait, did you wear them? They didn't fit. Oh, oh yeah. Cinderella. And I know, I know. They didn't fit, so I had to return them. And I took it personally that they didn't fit. Oh, really? I was like a little like, can you try to make them yeah, fit? Yeah, like, let's chop off a toe. Wait, so did you did you get your size or no? You just returned them. Um, no, that was the largest size. Oh. Yeah, and... Um, did you get rain boots instead? I, yeah, I got, them, I got some credit and then I bought rain boots instead. Yeah, but after that, she kind days. of... You didn't ghost me, but you like distanced me. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, and she wanted for me to meet her friends and all these things, and I just got out of a relationship, and I wasn't going to go in another relationship. And also, at the end of that one, I thought to myself, this is the last monogamous relationship I'm ever going to be in. Mm-hmm. And so this was way too much too soon, so we broke up. So we wait, broke up, yeah. Oh, no. Wait, wait, so what? what made you think that was your last monogamous relationship? Because I've always been in these relationships, and then I would find interest in other people mm-hmm. and obviously my partners didn't appreciate that yeah but i also <laughs> didn't have a concept at the time to know oh i could be in open relationships and then people who want to do that can date me and those who don't don't have to um so i was kind of casually open with people who were not really open mm. and then they would get upset and da-da-da. and so towards the end of that last relationship i think i kind of started learning a little bit more about options and other things that other people are doing. And to me, that was just like, oh my God, yeah, that that's it. That's it. I'm not the only person in the world. Yeah. And yeah. I can never be monogamous. And then, so that was my mindset too. And now there's this girl and she wants to be serious. And it just wasn't my plan at the time. Yeah. And I don't know if I necessarily wanted to be monogamous, but I wanted like an emotional partnership. But like I... Because I was monogamous with my, with my ex for s- six and a half years, and I remember thinking, like, I don't want this to be the last person I have sex with, but not necessarily having the emotional capacity to, like, even know what that meant. But when you, like, brought up open and casual, I was like, yes, open and casual, but I still wanted, like, emotional yeah, seriousness, right. and I uh-huh. didn't understand how to, that, that that could happen both ways. So I think, um, yeah, when you, like, left me a little bit emotionally... I was like, I can't handle this. And I was like, either we're like a partners and we figured out or I can't be friends with you. I can't see you. It's too much like for me. Yeah. And then you were like, well, then we should split up. So this is like in end of August, September, I want to say. Yeah. So we like had a breakup, but we've been hooking up for just a couple months or whatever. Yeah. And then that lasted for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we were still working together. So we go to the office and like just kind of look at each other that day and we <laughs> cried in the bathroom and then we would be on the subway like going back to Park Slope because I'd gotten a sublet like near her apartment, like kind of coincidentally, but also I think subliminally, probably not. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was weird. And then like, you you invited me over to your place and then you like. Yeah. yeah. Then I realized that that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, because there was that friendship and so there was love there yeah. I just think that consciously I wasn't really ready until I realized what I just did and needed to fix it yeah and then from that it was like and then it was great kind of gravy yeah yeah, yeah. and then so so if you don't mind me asking so did are you now monogamous no we're poly now okay oh nice okay so how did you negotiate that well, she's like more poly I'm like monogamish yeah. Okay. Wait. So is can, that a term? That's a good term. It is. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Can, can 
can you explain it just because I think it's really interesting yeah so when we broke up so from the beginning of hooking up it was like oh we're gonna be casual open and then when we broke up and got back together I think that was a point of conversation mm-hmm. where I said I, we still need to remain open, though. Yeah. And you agreed yeah. at the time. And at the time... We had different concepts of what that meant. Well, but. no, I think at the time we had the same concept where we both thought, oh, that means you can hook up with someone else or if you go out and you meet someone interesting, it's okay to make out or to have sex or whatever. But we never really thought about it as relationship. So right. the difference between being just open to hook up with someone versus being open to date someone else as well. And so over time... I ended up dating someone else and being in a very serious emotional relationship with someone else as well. And that's kind of where we transitioned from hookups into polyamory. Yeah, yeah. And just realizing what that meant. And Yeah. yeah. So what what is the diff? So do you do have relationships with other people? Um, I do currently on nothing serious on and off. But mm-hmm. I was in a long-term relationship for about a year and a half. Yeah, While no, you were with Mindy. Yeah, no, right. she had a okay. girlfriend for over a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been together like a little over... Four, four, four years? years? Yeah. 2012, right? Yeah, four years. Um, so, yeah. Open? Yeah, open to me was like, oh, just like sex. Not don't ask, don't tell, but like save sex. Like, yeah. Casual. I, yeah, which didn't bother, really bother me at all. But I think some of the emotional stuff and like time commitment stuff bo- bothered me in more of an ego way, like just the concept of it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been challenging, but it's been kind of lovely. Um, maybe that's that's all, all the self help we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, nonviolent communication and yeah. it's just a lot of talking basically. Um, but yeah, it's been good. I think it it's been interesting to me to look at polyamory as more of like not something you need to do, but as a way you identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it seems like, well, okay, like this is who this person is. Do I identify that way? And I'm like, I don't think I identify as poly because I don't think I want multiple relationships. Just technically, it stresses me out. I can't hard like. Yeah, how do you make? How do you manage multiple yeah. relationships? We have comedy, and we have like eight million jobs. Yeah, and yeah. I feel yeah. Like if one thing you're really passionate about is meeting people and dating them, then that's like your yeah. thing, kind of, right? Your hobby, kind yeah. of. Well, that's yeah, like yeah, a that's lot what you of enjoy. Your yeah, yeah. I don't enjoy that necessarily. I like meeting people, but like. I can hardly keep up a brunch with like an old friend, let alone like right. have multiple girlfriends and boyfriends. But you're good at stuff like that. Right? No, I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great. I uh, I tried, not like any technical terms, but in Chicago, I did have multiple relationships. But I had the same thing where I was I was working, doing comedy at night, and trying that, and I I failed miserably. But none <laughs> of them were your over girlfriend. And over again. You had no like ob- well, girlfriend obligation. The couple were dating long enough to be considered that, but I didn't consider them that. But it was like, it was they were long relationships, and then it, with hookups in between, and I was like, oh man, what did I, what was I, what was my last thing I did with this person? So that <laughs> like yeah. also being a stoner didn't help at all. <laughs> it was like, what, where am I? What is this, whose house is this? Like that, yeah, it, it didn't work out for me. I, I mean, maybe this maybe it'll change one day, but I feel like when I met you, because I've always been open to conversation. Yeah, I don't necessarily right. know. Right now, I'm very content with yeah. how we are, but in in other relationships, I've you know, and I'm I love that Will and I have great communication. I've said this on the podcast before. I think part of the fact that we have really good communication satisfies desires, if that makes any sense, because we're so. I can tell them anything I'm thinking. I can be like, I'm attracted to this person. Cool. And I almost don't have to act, not have to, but like 
for me personally, Julia Rossi, <laughs> to go back, because I don't ever want to sound like I'm telling anyone how to be. Yeah. All tweets of, are her opinions. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I tashed a GR. Yeah. But, um, but I do feel like when I met you and we sort of like talked about like, oh, like, what do you think of, you know, do you want to be monogamous or whatever? I feel like, Will, you came to me like exhausted. You yeah, were just I like, was. yeah, I don't, I'm so tired. I <laughs> like, I like the image I have is you like climbing up a mountain of women and being like, water, water, <laughs> you're like, done. You're like, let's Netflix, baby. Yeah, yeah right. I oh, got God. you. I was I like, honestly, like down. if you yeah. ever feel, you know, bored or like just, I would just make sure you always communicate with me. He's like, yeah, no, I'm like so tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got exhausted with it. And that was a lot of that Chicago. I was like, well, I didn't have anyone serious until 31. So it was like a lot of my entire 20s was just kind of exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure it out, like figure out. All right. I didn't even know terms like poly, but I was like in my head trying to figure out, like, am I this kind of person or am I like this kind of person? I didn't know terms. It's and exhausting. Then, yeah. It was like a exhausting It's hard time. to like have to commit to terms. Yeah. Terms are a New York thing in my eyes. Growing up in the Midwest, we didn't have terms like. Any any terms like I, I learned so many terms since I've been here, like, even yeah. like cis and all that stuff. I didn't know those terms existed until I moved to New York, and I think a lot of Midwestern. Well, no, but I lived no in New idea. York, and I didn't know those until recently. Yeah. I mean, I understand oh, really? that's yeah. a more recent. Yeah, okay. I mean, I understand the need. I mean, yeah, it's I get complicated. It. I, totally get it. It I get it. I get it. But I just didn't know it until recently. But I hate committing to any terms because I thought for a while I was like, oh, I'm definitely someone who can't be monogamous. I also thought there was something wrong with me because a yeah. lot of women on message boards like the knot, which is where <laughs> I turned to to get advice while I was engaged, where I was like, I'm engaged, but for some reason I'm thinking about other people, anyone else. And they were like, you whore, yeah. you uh-huh. should be grateful for what you have. Yeah. But I was like, cool, not the place for me. Um, yeah. But I thought that's how I was going to be forever. And then it like, it. I don't think, I don't know, I don't have some of those same... It's like we're dynamic, right? So yeah, yeah our exactly. relationships change, we change. I think labels are there, in my opinion, just to help to help you figure out where you are in the moment. I think yes. so. Maybe that. Yeah. That makes sense. And so they're not like oh, even like gender labels. I, I don't. I'm not an expert on gender at all, but I think the gender and sexuality labels are totally separate things. But, um, but in terms of fluidity, yeah. I mean, you're engaged and then you're maybe thinking about someone else you're like oh am I monogamous and then you're with someone you're like we're monogamous and I'm exhausted and we're (laughs) monogamous but then like four years later you're like oh like maybe we'll have a threesome are we open now like are we oh no we're open now to that yeah (laughs) (laughs) to anyone listening and I'm going to hold her to that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and scene hi to Will's mom who listens to every episode hi mom you don't need to hear this part (laughs) (laughs) yeah well there's we I think when we first use words like poly and monogamish, and yeah. we actually went to like meetups and lectures and read a bunch of books, and just so we could have, just so we had words to use, or mm. else we were just. I think I'm really emotional, so I'll just use my emotions, which is not a great way to communicate. So I think words help me like organize my emotions. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really hard to talk about something that you don't know anything about. Exactly. So. Once we went on this path towards Polly, <laughs> I read a lot of books. And Did that, you read Ethical Slut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I read it too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, well, that's like the one everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I read a lot of books, and that really helped frame the conversation and kind of direct us down the path in a much more constructive way. 
And I wish that we did that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. didn't know about it. Um, and also then we started going out to some poly events and being around other poly people and hearing their stories and their perspectives and everyone is so different. And I think that really helped us kind of find ourselves among um, all the different stories and options and kind of realize that that yeah. we're doing is what we're doing is normal and great and the struggles we have are also really normal and yeah. totally yeah. manageable and then it's not supposed to, like nothing you do in a relationship is going to be perfect or easy right away right so we, I, I was like well, this is not right because we're having we're ha- i'm having challenges or you're having challenges or we're so different so to come at poly differently of course and then we went to these meetups and i was like oh like there are people who don't feel compersion, which is when you get happy when someone else is in love with someone, or don't, or there are people who uh, get jealous and don't talk about it, or th- there's so many different kinds of, I don't know, ways to be open, and there are people who are identify as monogamous who are with poly partners and vice versa. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty eye opening for me specifically because I'm very like. Uh, in the box as far as like what I thought my yeah. relationship would be. I was like, like dude, maybe a doctor. Like yeah. maybe he also paints or does comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the painting doctor. He like has a flannel, but he wears blazers from the gap too. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is like my middle school, high school. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like Polly with a, like a hot Croatian woman. Like cool. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never know where life will lead you, but I think getting a little bit older too. Not that I'm that old. Not that it matters. Nobody on this podcast is old. <laughs> yes. We're all millennial Gen yes. X. But I'm the youngest. Exactly. You are. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know how old I is. You don't know how old I am. Anyway, we're all... I'm 52. 18 and figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're just like, you know, young and fresh. I mean, I also think it's funny that, you know, fresh. when people... When people... <laughs> we're fresh faces. Judge. We're fresh faces of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can't see us. I, uh, I think it's funny when... Not funny, but when people, you know, judge or defend the right way to be in a relationship. And meanwhile, like, you know, one, like a spouse is, I don't know, let's say uh, cam chatting, doing like cam chats. You're like, that's cheating. They're like, no, it's not. Or like, they're like, like, you know, they're like texting with like an ex from, what would you say? Like in the movie, bad moms, the beginning. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Or with somebody I dated. And, um, but, uh, (laughs) but like, or, you know, they, they're texting with like someone, they're having like a completely emotional affair with someone from like their ex from high school or whatever. And they're like, yeah, but that's not like, there's so much gray area. I feel like, and you know, I mean, this is like totally repeating myself every podcast, but like it comes down to communication. Yeah. And definitely, you know, and I feel like for me personally, the thing that makes my partner different than everyone else that I have a relationship with is, I don't know if I'm going to word this the right way, but I have like a, a desire and obligation sounds negative, but like a desire and also a respect obligation to tell you everything. Yeah. yeah. If that makes, I don't know if that makes sense. I get the desire part. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing that matters. You have the desire too, right? Yeah, but I tell like my sister a lot of things too, but it's different. I'm telling her more in like a, hey, isn't this crazy? Whereas I'm telling you sometimes in more of a like, hey, isn't this crazy? Also, how does this affect you? Does that make any sense? 
Not to me, but because you guys, well, because you're partners. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what you do or don't do, or what you think or don't think, or how you feel or don't feel, will affect. And also, I think you're processing together, right? Yeah. So yeah. Like yeah. Input yeah. And opinion. Thanks for getting me, girls. Really, yeah. Yeah. Gender. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. No. Talk about gender. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, think- I like the desire. I have a desire to tell her. So yeah. I, I I get the partnership. There's a partnership to it. You too. know, I've been um, learning not to tell everything to Mindy because she's my partner and I feel the same. So I want to tell her everything. But yeah, and this nothing in relationship wise. But sometimes <laughs> no. But sometimes you know a friend tells you something and it's like a secret. Please don't tell anyone. Yeah. And the first thing I want to do, of course, is get her opinion and take on it because she's so great at analyzing stuff. Um, so I've been trying in the, my old years. Not to do that and to actually keep some stuff for myself. I think that's smart. Also, sometimes when you tell, not I want to hear everything that has to do with you. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. But if someone else, because you have the tendency to share, and sometimes I, I get, I have anxiety. So when I, I have information that I'm not supposed to have, I don't like. To, I can, I can keep secrets really well. I don't like keeping secrets. Yeah, it, it keeps me up at night, and then. I, I really stresses me out. I hate secrets. I hate gossip. Like yeah. I don't. If I'm with someone and they start talking shit about somebody, I get a little anxious because I'm like, I don't know, because I heard it and then I like yeah. feel a part of it and yes, I yes. don't really like it. So when I you tell me something that I wasn't there to hear, I'm like, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I've been yeah. trying to to do what you just said too because and I've. I know sometimes I do blurt things at Will and he'll be like, I don't really want to know this. And I'm like, whoops. <laughs> and so I've, I've been working on it. You don't know that I've been working on it. Yeah, no. Because you don't know all the things yeah. I know. <laughs> but I used, to, I used to try to make, I tried to do this as a joke on stage and it didn't work. But like when you break up with someone, the biggest thing is like who gets custody of the secrets? Because like think about it. Like when you break up, it's like, haha, well, I'm going to. Now I know those things about those people that you weren't supposed to tell me oh, or whatever. Yeah. But I have had, I don't know if you've had this, but I've definitely had friends be like, you can't tell anyone, not even Will. Definitely. Oh, I have too, oh, yeah. 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 Don't tell and you, I'm yeah. like, you know, I have to respect that. Because like you said, it's not about Will. It's about someone that's not even involved in the relationship. Yeah, if it's a secret that outright affects you, it's like, all right, I'm probably going to tell her, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, don't tell Will, but we're plotting to kill him. Yeah, right. That's like, something yeah. different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, if it affects Will and you, you're Well, like, I'm not supposed to tell you this. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. They're plotting you need to, to leave you. the country. You need to leave the country. <laughs> oh, I'm just like everyone else. <laughs> I think uh, like you realize with that thing that you are together as a partnership, but you're also two separate people. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a hard concept. Not necessarily not being codependent, but... Just for us identifying as non-monogamish and poly, et cetera, really made me realize that I have a tendency to want to couple up in like a full way mm-hmm. and that it's not super healthy. And this was our my first, I mean, Mark and I had a lovely relationship, but I definitely saw us more as a pair. Whereas the two of us, I feel confident yeah. being like if we separated, I mean, obviously I'd be heartbroken, it'd be hard, but like I would be okay, like I'm not, we are, we have, like, I think this yeah, is something that, that we've been working it. on yeah. because I'm much more individual mm. and I think, uh, you know, I have my life and I have my interests and then I'm choosing every day to be with you and we together are a third entity. Yeah. We talk about and how we're always making the choice to be together. Yeah. Like every yeah. day we're making a choice to yes. be together. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And you're more like, well, we're a couple, so we are going to present ourselves like this and these are our opinions. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's my opinion, and it's different. I agree with you on that. It's something yeah, I needed to I switch. Yeah. yeah, I'm the but Mindy yeah. in the relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah That yeah. took a little Obviously bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. It took a little bit of work, but yeah, um, I it's think still work for me yeah. to think to think that way. But even the like acknowledgement of it and the idea of working on it, I feel like is is a big step. It's like a great. Yeah, just yeah. the action of thinking about changing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ob- you know, I think obviously it's also choosing what the, um, what is it like the, the there's no there's certain things you have to agree on. Obviously, you know what I mean. Like you have to agree uh, how the apartment is gonna be, yeah. whatever, yeah. or you respect. You know, I mean, yeah. life. Like yeah, like I I personally. This is per- just me, Julia Rossi. <laughs> I've never yeah. done this in the podcast. I, know, right? I want to do an odd. audio mix of you saying in this podcast. Yeah. This is just me, Julia, Julia Rossi. But, yeah. but for me personally, I don't show. think I could be with someone <laughs> who didn't have similar political views, especially currently, because I do think political is so closely tied with morality right now more than ever. Well, yeah. So that would be like, or like if you were racist or if you were. That'd be weird. You know, but you know, there's like rule breakers and game yeah. changers. Um, and I also sure. think in if like you're a murderer, yeah. <laughs> no, but but or I like even think w- like similar. Like there's qualities. Like I think you and I both something we share in common is a sort of no matter what respect for each other's families. Oh, and yeah. that was even before yeah. we met each other's families. Luckily, we like each other's families. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I very I knew in my mind that like something that I would never put up with would be someone who and I never really had this, but I've seen it. Someone who was like, well, I don't like your parents. So da 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 da. And I'd be like, you still have to say Merry Christmas. Like you still oh, to yeah. me, that's you a know, deal breaker. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. And yeah. will so strongly we just kind of in conversation like i don't know things like that i realized are like yeah def- definitely but yeah. but what i do love is i do love sometimes we have a conversation when will's like okay yeah but i don't think that way and but you yeah. can think that way and i still love you and i'm like oh and then i kind of like leave like not mad but i leave and i'm like huh individual opinions <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, what is this because <laughs> i've been completely codependent most of my life a hundred percent Starting with my parents, yeah, completely codependent on what they thought, and everyone's involved in each other's decisions. Then being in a long, then having my entire adolescence be codependent on what boys thought of me. You know, that's actually really interesting because I grew up. My dad was working away a lot. Uh huh. Um. So most, not most, but yeah, definitely most of my my life, I would be only with my mom. So my mom and dad, I guess, in this context, I now realize, are actually very individual people. And then mm. they would come together when my dad would be yeah. home. And then they would do a couple things together. But they're very much independent. Living. It's kind of the same oh. thing I had, too. Yeah. yeah. So I never thought about it that way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Kitty and Bob, like, they were separate, but they wouldn't, like... My mom wouldn't go off somewhere by herself, usually. Like, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. It was like yeah. they were, like... they just did stuff together. They were just a couple. Yeah, my whole family was involved in decisions. And oh, then yeah. I got, I mean, in all, all four of us, like we're like, I mean, that, I also think that's, well, it's interesting because it's an immigrant thing, but then you also come from different, but I guess it also just depends. I mean, it depends, you know what I mean? But yeah. like European, it's Italian maybe, I don't know. But uh, yeah, and then being in like a long-term relationship for eight years and then another one, when, right before I met Will, I was like, hold up. I can have... I can make a decision by myself yeah. and not care if everyone agrees with me or if like everything's okay. I mean, it took me a very long time to learn how to make my own decisions. Yeah. Very yeah. long time. Like an embarrassingly long time. <laughs> that affects your, it affects your relationship. You don't realize it affects your relationships or affects your happiness in relationships until you realize 
like, wait a minute. Like I'm trying to please this person versus yeah. trying to like figure out myself. I, I'm a huge people pleaser. So oh, I, yeah, yeah. not even in friendships where I'd be like, I'm, I'm eating at this restaurant. I don't even want to be eating at. Like I didn't make this decision. <laughs> like, and then I'm thinking, well, why? And I'm like, oh, because like I'm just like I don't care, whatever. Like I just yeah. this. But inside, I'm like I have so many opinions. And in relationships too, I realized. For me, it's actually reversed because I was always. I mean, I moved away when I was 18. Uh huh. So I was always making my own decisions. And then to be in a partnership where you're so couple oriented to make joint decisions that I sometimes disagree with <laughs> is very hard. Yeah, For me as well. I have, the, I have the same. Well, maybe we well, should yeah. switch partners. <laughs> 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 I'll date myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I had to, uh, my <laughs> brother moved away when I was like 12. And so I went through and my mom got a job far away. And so I had like a lot of alone time and I got so used to it. I think yeah. that's a big part of why I was single my entire 20s. I was like, yeah, at what point do I get to just leave everybody and kind of go, you know, like, it's yeah. good for yeah. stuff people alone. pleasers to be with. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's like I a mean, really good match, I think, because yeah. we, I think we balance each other. Balance each other. Yeah. Well, like, I, I'm, I, I can't imagine I'd... being with someone like me. I would probably hate that person. I could never date yeah. myself. I would <laughs> yeah. be miserable. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, when are we going to talk? <laughs> yeah. But I'm at the point now where, like, and I, you know, I think you would agree with this. Like over the past few years, my growth as far as making my own decisions, yeah, like it gets great. stronger and it's stronger tremendous. all the time. And like privately to myself, whenever I make a decision without like, I'll like pull my phone out to like text my sister or like ask someone's opinion and then I'll put it away. And like secretly I'll do like a little, like uh, like a powerful arm <laughs> motion where I'll go, yes, like win for Julia. Like I, I decided what to do. Like, and it's made, I yeah. mean, just in comparison, because, like, the, I really noticed how codependent I was when I was getting married, because I was, I asked every single person if I should get married or not, which is, like, what is wrong with, I asked everyone yeah. but my fiance, which yeah. was yeah. weird, but, uh, I mean, I still do like getting, but I also, I don't think I'll ever not be someone who talks things out though. Like I'll, I've gotten better about being the one to ultimately make the decision for me, but I still like talking things out with you. Yeah. Like to come yeah. to yeah. a conclusion. I think that makes sense. How did you, when was the switch? When did the switch happen when you realized, oh, I should work on making my own decisions? Um, uh, it started to happen right when I broke up with my last serious relationship because I didn't ask anybody if I should break up with him. I like, he said something and I felt my, like this energy literally surged through my body where I was like, I am done. And like, I didn't ask anyone's opinion. Nice. I just like broke up with him. And then I spent a year before I met Will definitely not succeeding at the decision making a lot but like I found an apartment and I bought a bed by myself and like yeah. these little things and like figure out how to pay off my credit cards by myself and I mean I was in therapy along the way and I had wonderful friends and family to support me and I cried in the shower mm, so many times and mm. uh but I slowly but surely started to realize that I know more than I give myself credit for. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I think I attracted someone like Will who has that down more than I do because he just, he, I was already on this path. And then he, he sings Grease. He sings Grease. So. I sings Grease. Yeah. I, I sing yeah, and then he, yeah. And then he like added <laughs> Accelerated. in the, yeah. the I, I obviously attracted someone who was going to just keep, um, 
what's, I don't know. Oh, I can't think of words, but like accelerate. Accelerate. Yeah. Accelerate it. Yeah. Complement it. Yeah. If, if that's, yeah. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. And that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Julia and I are no longer codependent. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, when I think back to like career stuff and, and like finances and everything, like I'm always like, Oh, I'm a late bloomer. Oh, I guess I just, I guess I just had some bad luck. And I'm like, no, I was just really codependent and depressed for a good portion of yeah. my life. When you are and codependent and people pleasing, it affects. It's it's not the people who are not doing things. It's this weird. I because that's this busy weird all the energy time. where you think that you're not doing what you did. Yes, which for me is weird. Like I remember, like we've all accomplished many things. We're accomplished adults. Fine, but I'll do something, and I know that I did it. And someone will be like, "Great job doing it," and I'll be like. Oh yeah, but and then I'll list like the seven people who like might have yeah. like, got me coffee while I did it or did and I'm like but it's them that like I would never ever yeah. be like well I just did that because it didn't seem possible that I did that and even now like freelancing or something when I'm in a pitch meeting or I'm talking to someone and I'm like just make sure to like f- talk with confidence because you do do things yeah. but yeah. like there's this weird feeling in my head constantly where I'm like this imposter thing that has to do with the people yeah. pleasing and who knows where it comes from. I mean, I should probably be in therapy, but, um, <laughs> and I just get asked to be on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dating Tony, I think, uh, and my, and my ex was wonderful. We had, I mean, we had a great relationship, but we were very similar mm. in a lot of ways, but dating someone, you're the first person I've been with who's been completely different from me in so many ways, not like how we view life and politics and morals and all that, but just like the way we, act and the way we um, carry ourselves and the way we communicate completely different Um, and I just think for the better because you're just like yeah no big deal like do this say this (laughs) you did this and I'm like but like isn't it more complicated than that and you were like no what you just said this three yeah I did yeah you said I I overanalyze everything yeah yeah yeah, it's just like the loop. I said it in a nicer way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's also what makes complicate, me... Complicate, complicate. Yeah, compl- but I think that's what you hate and love about me. If yeah, I'm not, exactly. If I'm not mistaken. Right? <laughs> you love it's it. It's what I love. It's what I love. I love that you're doing that. Tell me you respect. love me. Yeah. I mean, meditation and medication has helped that tremendously yeah. for me. Because a lot of my codependency and came from depression. You know, uh-huh. like trying to fulfill... Yeah. Not feeling happy. Yeah, not feeling like having this like lingering sadness and anxiety and being like, well, if I just get validation from people, that'll fill it. And then I don't really seek that anymore. Yeah. I think I learned it in my writing classes growing up. Shout out to Whitney Young Magnet High School in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. All my writing teachers there were, all, they, their main thing was like, just make it simple and make it specific in every writing thing. So I've always taken that into my entire life where I'm like, yeah, probably whatever the, the weird, crazy thing I was trying to do. How about what's the simple path? And if it's very specific to me, nobody else can copy it. So it's like, all right, well, simple, specific. That's my main focus in life. Not just creatively. Yeah, no, everything. Yeah, that's so simple good. Simple, specific. Yeah, that's K-I-S-S. really good. That's keep cute it simple, too. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, keep it. Keep it simple, stupid. That's uh, negative, but. <laughs> but keep it simple, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <way>. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep it, it simple, simple sweetie. sexy. Yeah, that's good. Keep it simple, sexy. Were you always simple? You were always like not simple, but you always. I feel uh, like uh, yeah, I think. To... I, so my mom is very logical and pragmatic, and so 
I think I know how to get things done efficiently. Yeah. And I think I'm really resourceful and I just get to the point. And You're Mindy, direct, yeah. Mindy, like you, likes to consider every possible scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From now until like the <laughs> end of ifs, the time. What <laughs> but what if this happened? What if it's right. like, yeah, but we could just do that. Right. Yeah. I yeah. remember like one of the things when I was, I, I, that's my parents too. To I should shout them out too. My what? My parents definitely helped with that too. Oh, your Well, parents. they're always very much like, uh, well, just, you know, you, you have your black kid, white teachers, and you're like, I want to cry racism. And they're like, all right, so they're racist. Now what? And that they always right. told me that. And so I was like, all right, well, I still got to get an A, I guess is what you're saying. So, yeah. yes. It, it's yes, a, yes. I, not to yeah. like bring up privilege, but it is a specific way of like, I mean, I grew up like white, Jewish, like affluent neighborhood. It's not like my parents were like, this has to be done this way. It was just yeah. kind of like, whatever. There was like time and privilege to have worries that we didn't necessarily need to have. My mm. mom was really anxious. I don't think it necessarily came from privilege, but it was like, I also think it's evolutionary, this Jewish anxiety of like running, <laughs> running from people from the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> like someone's Maybe always trying to kill you. because people have been chasing you nonstop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there was this feeling of like, there was this like time and energy to worry about things we didn't need to worry about necessarily. Yeah. Where like you grew up, like war, like there wasn't no one was like just worrying about what you're gonna wear to temple. It yeah. was like you're just like dealing with your shit. I don't know. Am I simplifying it or? Um, probably not. I, I yeah. I think I don't know if it's the culture or what it is, but people over there just have better things to worry about, <laughs> and like they actually need to you know yeah. make sure that they have food. Um, That's what yeah, 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 And it's yeah, just yeah. I think yeah, your life yeah. is very different when you have actual things to worry about. And we were yeah. like, which Chinese yeah. restaurant should we yeah. go to? <laughs> yeah. Our favorite Chinese restaurant closed. My mom's yeah. in a panic, and oh I'm thinking God, that's what you Chinese panic about is Chinese. Akuaku. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Akuaku and Fresh Pond, Cambridge. Uh-huh. Shout out to Golden Phoenix and Michigan. Oh, yeah, shit. when they closed, we were devastated. And then the European and the North End closed. We're like, where do we go on Sundays? Stressful yeah. situation. When I was in so Chicago, stressful. my friend died of cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, so so perspective. So I had those worries. No, yeah, yeah. no I get it. But yeah. I think everybody... Certain, I know. Certain I, I personalities yeah. use more options. But, yeah, yeah, but exactly, I get what yeah. you mean, though. Like, it, I know it's not fair to everyone's problems or worries or whatever yeah. are valid. Totally. And it's yes. not fair to and be like, own. well, it could be worse. But it could always be worse. It, but it is interesting. Like, you <laughs> have made me, you have helped me realize, like, what sweating the small stuff really means because mm. my family, I love my family. They have taught me many wonderful things. <laughs> But if you want to talk about sweating the small stuff, I mean, but it's, but I also attribute some of that to mental health. Yeah. And, and so as much as I agree, I a hundred percent would agree with you on the privilege thing, like a hundred percent. No, but I was I like, know, that's like a one aspect. Yeah. Totally. But I, but I know at times when I've like shamed my mom and being like, why are you worried about this? It's not important. You could just like see, it's like, it makes me want to cry. But like you could just see in her eyes. She's like. I don't want to worry about this. Totally. I just don't know any other way of being. Mm. And yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's it's been nice though because as I've evolved and grown, like, you know, you sort of pass some of that energy back onto your parents and so her anxiety I think has gotten better over the, you know, like she's doing her best, but so I 100% agree with you, but I also, I don't think that I would have gotten to a better place had I not also acknowledged yeah, it's maturity and it's codependence growth, but it's also like, oh, I also think I have like a little bit of mental depression. Oh, totally. Mm, you know, yeah. and definitely. and so kind of giving, you know, go, sitting in my therapist's office and saying to her, 
how do I take all these stories that I worry about in my head and maybe, I don't know, put them into like a script or like if I was this imaginative in my work that I am in my day to day making up stories about who hates me and <laughs> what the future is going to bring. Get, you have to get it out of your yeah. head. Yeah. But I, but, but I mentally, all the mm, talking didn't help me do it. Like it wasn't until I'm not trying to push drugs on anyone, but like for me personally, it wasn't until I started taking medication that like my brain shifted. Smoking pot has changed my, I mean, I'm yeah. not like, I yeah. think people need also antidepressants. I I'm not clinically depressed. Um, I was environmentally depressed and my mom passed away and that, that was like my first, I don't know yeah. when I dealt with just not being able to function being depressed, but it did get better. So I knew it wasn't like a clinical thing necessarily, but the anxiety like never went away. And I've had that since I was, I don't know, kindergarten. I remember yeah. being anxious about scissors being out and like who's going to cut themselves with scissors. And I would think about scissors all day. Yeah. I, I think, think that everybody thought lot. about that, yeah. but it wasn't not that it's not normal, but it wasn't like, <laughs> You know, and it wasn't until we started literally dating that you were like, you know, I think we talked about anxiety and I just like smoking pot and meditating and like being like, you're not your thoughts. And yeah, is yeah. everyone else around you thinking these things? I also smoke things? a lot of no. pot, just so you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I just assumed, you guys, yeah, yeah, of course, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just so everyone knows that I'm cool. <laughs> I smoke a lot of pot. <laughs> and it's not like using that to medicate just as, as a scapegoat or, or as like as something that I ha you right, have to no, do, yeah. but it... It's when it kind of fogs my head slightly before bed and I can get some perspective and like just dull the thought slightly when I just can't focus and meditate. Yeah, it slows you down. It just yeah. slows your brain down like just, in, just Sometimes enough Sometimes you me. need to slow your brain down too. Yeah. yeah. And not to say that being logical and pragmatic is all good. No. Right. You exactly, know, I think yeah. if I ever told my parents that I wanted to study literature or art history, they would be very strongly against that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it comes with a price. But um, I always re really appreciate Mindy's creativity. And she brings all this other stuff to the relationship that I really value and would love you know, as much as I can possibly get. And that's not something that I bring at all. Um, like I can't really write a creative story or a paragraph. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so Mindy, brings, <laughs> Mindy yeah. brings a lot of really good stuff from that end of things. You're so sweet. A lot of it um, comes from her anxiety too. But, but it, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we'll get frustrated and she'll talk and she'll be like, you you'll say things like you don't you don't feel this way or like or why do you feel this way or something and I'm like I I just this is how I feel this is how I feel this is how I feel and then when we realized about anxiety it was something we were like all right like this is how you feel I think it's batshit crazy that you feel this way about this thing yeah. but like I respect that let's just take a moment because I would like try to talk her into convincing her to feel it too and she's a yeah. very good arguer and but a great yeah, arguer she'd be like how yeah. do you not feel this way about this thing too <laughs> but i'm yeah. gonna say something though too and this is probably gonna contradict what i just said about like depression and anxiety being also just mental whatevers i mean i have this conversation a lot with people of like yeah but is it <laughs> but maybe and i'm not saying you guys aren't emotionally intelligent but i also know that i'm <laughs> very empathetic and i if I walk past somebody in a supermarket, like I, that I've made up a story in my head that they're sad, it like caves on my chest really heavy and then I'm really emotional. And so that's sometimes where my depression comes. Like a lot of times my depression comes from like how sad the world is and how unfair things are. And yeah, so yeah. meanwhile, that person's just thinking like, do I want the white cheddar cheese? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I'm just saying like some of it, as much as I'm like, oh, you know, like, I know there's probably, like, some mental stuff, and I definitely have some anxiety, and, like, I can be this and that. I'm like, or I think I'm also just, like, really sensitive, and 
it's hard to be a sensitive person in this world. And that's why I think some people become not, not, I'm not talking about you guys at all, but I'm saying like, that's why there's some hardened, horrible asshole bullies out there because it's easier to be, it's not easier in the long run to be that, but it feels safer to be that than to be this like emotional person walking around. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially that's with men being vulnerable. Like it's not, yeah. it's shame, it feels shameful to be vulnerable and emotional is with male identity. So you get a lot of male bullies that way. Cause like we, we're sponges, I think emotional sponges, right? Well, you walk into the supermarket and you'll see the person looking at cheese sadly. And like, you're done for the week. Yeah. yeah. Done. <laughs> you're, you're done. You're like, I'm just going to cry and watch a rom-com or whatever yeah. it is that you do. I'm just, I'm totally reflecting myself. We'll watch his rom-coms. I, yeah, I, love them, yeah. I was like, well, and I will watch rom-coms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We're like, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like movie. a pint of ice oh, cream. But then like, um, I don't even know where I was going with this. Um, I just read an article, I think, on psychology today about empathy and how it's actually oh, yeah. not good uh, and At how times, we yeah. should strive to be compassionate. So instead of taking on someone's yeah. emotion, be compassionate with them, but understand, you know, where boundaries. they are and we where have to you have boundaries. are. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have the boundaries to protect yeah. you, then you just become, if you're carrying their weight, right. then you can't be productive. I right. totally understand. Yeah. Right. I do right. think sometimes the empathy can go south at times well like the feeling other people's pain like what if they don't have the pain that's that's my thing about empathy i have empathy i think too but i also think so yeah yeah but i do i do i've noticed that just especially with chicago people will very much be like oh it's so sad and i'm like but you're not there like you don't know it's not that bad (laughs) (laughs) i'm there a lot and it's i'm from there it's not like all the all the things people want to say about chicago and how they feel about it and how the emotions are going i'm like yeah but just live there for a while and you realize that it's just a regular city with different things where yeah there's problems but i feel like every city has problems just magnified right because of every political person and you're when you say that to your friend it's like you may be affected how they yeah act because i think it's who you spend your time with like who you're in relationships with who your friends are and family are but if you don't have someone telling you like hey like maybe don't don't be a sponge or maybe you should see a therapist or yeah like you're reflecting or that's coming from you, not them. That's coming from you, not them. Like, yeah, don't worry yeah, about them. Yeah. And I think I, it's important to have people in your life to tell you that or a therapist to tell you that or you can tell yourself that eventually. But um, if that's what you're doing naturally, chemically or environmentally or some combination of the two, it's hard to, like, step out of it and analyze that for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So not that you, like, saved me, but it was really important to hear you be like, because I would do that to her a lot. I would be like, I can tell that you're the reason, like, especially being poly, I'd be like, you want to go out with her for this reason, or you want to be like <laughs> this reason, or like, you you miss the way she smells right now. And she's like, no, I was just thinking I had to fart or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking like, you're thinking about the way she smells. And you're like, babe, maybe I was, but A, that doesn't matter. And B, like, I just have past gas or whatever it yeah. is. I'm not like, yeah. don't mean to talk about you farting, but like, um, Three fart humor. <laughs> I'm like, I know, it's the one Ross. thing that comes to mind. <laughs> Strange. Um, when your face is like contorted in a certain way, it's like probably just something physical. But right, I'm yeah. emot- I'm reflecting what I think she's feeling all the time. And it took me so long to realize like, oh, like that's just me thinking what you're feeling. Yeah. And it's maybe you're feeling that, but it doesn't really matter because unless you tell me you're feeling that, I shouldn't react to something that 
Yeah. yeah. You haven't told me your feeling maybe yet. Or maybe exi- yeah, maybe or yeah. Maybe yeah. exists, maybe doesn't exist, right? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard walking around spongy. That's it is. I, I, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> spongy as fuck. Name of spongy your new is, book, Spongy as, as fuck. Spongy as fuck. <laughs> I would buy that book. Yeah, that sounds good. I'd, I'd be in I mean, I th- yeah, it's, but it's a balance thing, too, because I know for me, this uh, sponginess uh, also has caused me to feel guilty with feeling joy sometimes. So like if I think like my, my family is dealing with something, right. Or like they're not happy, then it's been hard sometimes for me to like celebrate my happiness. Cause I don't want to Yeah. same part of me that, um, I tend to walk slowly past somebody with a cane because <laughs> I don't want to be like, look at me and my legs. Look how fast I'm going. Like I have this, yeah. like sh- I'm, I sometimes, again, I've gotten better, but in the past I've gotten like, nervous to do you know that quote that Marianne Williamson quote is then Nelson Mandela said in a speech of like it's not your darkness that it the people it's oh god fuck um (laughs) I'm gonna totally misquote it but it's basically like your light is actually what you you should shine Mm -hmm. because what is it people are actually afraid of your Light. Maybe we'll cut this part out because I just. <laughs> I think I get talking what you mean, in a though. circle. Did you? I don't know if you read Daring Greatly. Yes. By Brene Brown. So she talks. I about, love Brene Brown. Yeah. No, me too. And so she talks a lot about being jo- uh, joyous and expressing joy and not being afraid. Yeah. To feel joy. Yeah. And because to I don't want to feel make, happy. Not feeling like shame make, about it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to make other people it. feel bad. But as I've learned in the past few years, especially again, don't to keep bringing back to my family. I don't know what kind of picture I've painted of them, but like instead of kind of going home and being like, you feel this and why do you do this? And being like so judgmental, I've started to just go home and being happy. Yeah. And their energy around me is different. Like it, does that make any sense? Well, they don't feel like they have to prove that their life is okay. Probably more so. Yeah. I made a lot of assumptions about what happiness is for them. And they're like, we're, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that everyone goes through that. To me, it happened in my twenties when I thought, oh, you know, you shouldn't be on the couch. You should do sports and you should do this and Mm. that. And you should stop smoking to yourself, to my parents, thinking about my parents. Oh yeah. 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 Not not judging them, but like observing how, what they're, how they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then realizing, well, they're not perfect, but it's their life and it's not my place. So, you know, they're going to be doing their thing and I'm going to be doing my thing. And just as much as I don't want them to interfere with me, they probably don't need my opinion yeah. about yeah. their lack of yoga exercise. Like not, our, <laughs> our, not our job to like improve our families. Yeah. Lives yeah. Or, or our partners. I mean, unless, yeah. unless yeah. there is a direct effect or a direct ask, you know what I mean? Like if you have a family member or your partner or a friend, whoever, who is like, con- like, okay, like I had a friend in high school who would always, for whatever reason, she would complain about her weight and then end her complaining with, do you want to get ice cream? And I find like, it was like this weird thing. Mm. And then I finally was like, I can't keep getting ice cream with you and listening to you complain about your weight. Does that make, so like, I think unless they're, they're involving you and they're like asking for help or they're, unless you're going to harm themselves or something. Yeah. Like if you're enabling, you know, destructive behavior, then yes. But I agree with you. Like I've learned to try to, with people in my life, be like, Hey, like that's maybe not how I do it, but like you'll figure it out the same way I figured it out because I've never learned many lessons because someone told me. I learned right. them because I was directly affected. You're only gonna do something to. if you really 
want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you're doing it for someone else, you're probably not going to keep it up. Right. Because it's not going to be right. a habit that you're going to continue because you're not doing it as a habit. You're doing it to prove something to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel when you, with like family and friends, it's like you're so, if you're so happy with something in your life, there's this weird feeling where you're like, you don't want to necessarily tell everyone you're happy because you feel shame about it, but you like want them to be just as happy. Yes. yes. Then you feel like it's not an equal energy. So for whatever reason, if you're like, I just got this new job or I'm dating this great guy or I have this new apartment or I'm doing this great podcast or like whatever it is in your life where you feel like whole for the first time or for the second time or whatever it is and you go home and then you see like your mom on the couch smoking a cigarette and you're just like, no, 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 yeah. go to the gym. Like, yeah, you don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Like, you need, like, if someone, like, finds Jesus, they're like, you should love Jesus too because I'm, it's not even that they, like, think you're going to hell, but they're just like, I'm so happy I found yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I want you to find Jesus too. And it's hard to be like, I have cheesecake, but like, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't I don't need those books on tapes about yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. I love, but it's like, you know, you listen to like a podcast or you read a book and you're like, this is gonna change your life, and they're like, eh, and you're like, it's okay. Yeah, right. Then you get upset that it's not changing their life when yeah. you're like, but it's changed my life. Why is that not okay? Like, yeah. can I just handle it? Just changing my life, but yeah. it's hard. Yeah, and it's also I think that well, I'm um, this might go in a whole other direction, but. uh, I also think there isn't when you are present and trusting your intuition. Like, so for example, with books, like we were talking about self-help books before we started recording, I have had books that I thought changed my life and I want, I do want everyone to read them, but instead of forcing them on people, there's been a few friends where I just like bought the book and gave it to them. But like one friend specifically, because I got a vibe, my intuition told me that like they want, and then most nine times out of 10, they read it and were like, oh my God, that was, per- how did you know this was good? Like, and I've had friends do that for me. Am I, I making, that's, I yeah, think that's, that's good. nice. Yeah. As long as you're not like following up with like, did you read that? How was yeah, that chapter? Right, like, right. No, yeah. but I'm saying, but like, I've found that when people, God, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time putting together thoughts today. I think it's because we're making sense. Thanks, yeah, guys. I really needed that validation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's but starting like, again. I, <laughs> I found going, that Julie. when I'm when I'm in a less anxious headspace and more kind of going with the flow and listening to my intuition, those things that I do want to share with people, like the book, the advice, the whatever they naturally are like, hey, Julia, can I ask you about that thing that you've been doing? Yes. Like, you know, like when I'm forcing it on people, it it it's coming from like a like fanatical place, like you just said, that like, mm-hmm. I found Jesus. But then when someone like at the right time, when you're calm about you're it. You're centered and calm. They just, they want your advice. Yes. Yeah, they're like, hey, I've noticed this about you. What have you been doing? And like, I'm trying to kind of let that more organic sort of moments come into my life rather than the like anxiety driven of like, I got to save everybody. Yeah. I feel so bad. Like that isn't, hasn't been working. I think that's probably why I was so drawn to Buddhism in college. I was yeah. Like, these, these people are real chill about this. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Always re- was. And I was always like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, too. That's why I've been enjoying medita- meditating. Meditating is great. Yeah. It's been great. I bought that app. The, the med- meditation app and um well you we we got it together in headspace headspace yeah oh yeah this podcast is sponsored by headspace. yeah right oh. i mean i would love I mean, that if you guys I want mean, yeah. Lacroix or headspace yeah. Lacroix or headspace yeah. together but yeah it took me um <laughs> there's 10 free ones that you get right it took Which me a seems year odd monetizing year and yeah. a, a year and a half to get through those 10 oh, really? and they're, <laughs> they're 10 minutes each <laughs> and I, I literally looked at my thing and i was like oh i finally got through the 10 10 minute meditations like 15 months later, 
But it was a good lesson that I like really was putting it off. And I enjoyed every single one of them. I just like, yeah, but you went through them pretty fast. Now I kind of do it on my own a little bit. But yeah, yeah, meditation is hard. I think it's so hard. But you can also do, um, like I've read and heard many people talk about like, okay, so if you can't handle the like sitting there quietly, like if that's just not for you right now or ever, you can even just do meditation in the sense of like while you're making coffee, just be very mindful and be like in your head, like I'm putting a filter in. Yeah. I'm grinding beans. Yeah. Now I'm pouring them. It's staying in the now. Yeah. And like, but literally in yeah. your head, go through the steps or like, I'm washing a dish. I'm turning on water. The water's warm. That can even be, or like walking. If you put away your phone. Walking and just, while stoned is the best way to make Yeah. <laughs> but like, but you can, you can do that sort of mindfulness stuff. And I, well, I'm doing exactly what we said we weren't going to do, but Tara Brock Everybody should listen to Tara Brock's podcast. If Tara Brock is listening, I want Tara Brock and her husband on the podcast so badly. She has free meditation and lectures on her podcast. I was, yeah, I was just telling uh, Antonia before we recorded, and she's a Buddhist and a psychologist. And it's just, it. she's changed my life. She might not change yours. <laughs> I'm not forcing her on anybody. Yeah, yeah. But she's the coolest. I'll give a listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah her like, voice I'll listen is to Tara Brock. I'll narrate my coffee making, my Turkish yeah. coffee making. Or like in the shower, sometimes I'll be uh, like, I'm soaping too. my body. I'm washing my hair. Like, <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like the beginning yeah. of a porn to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that meditation? Snorted into like? the mic. Yeah. I'm soaping, I'm soaping my body my well. Body. <laughs> Ooh, my legs are so dirty. Well, I'm First of all, before we end the podcast, I do want to say congratulations to Antonia on her first podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. How was it? I thought it was great. Yeah, cool. Awesome. (laughs) Did it feel natural? Did you feel? um, (laughs) Did you like us? Yeah. Do you like us still? Uh, No. We end every show. uh, You know, we don't really believe in advice because we believe everyone's relationship and journey two relationships is different but what would be like your kind of thought your quotable thought on love relationships singlehood all of whatever you want to start no but um i will (laughs) (laughs) no i just think for me in a relationship it's really and in life it's really important to continue growing as a person so that's something that i try to achieve constantly and would recommend to others nice that's a good one that's a good one um, I think it's important for me, Mindy Raff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> no, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> I was like, um, it's important to let go. I think of preconceived notions and thoughts not just long-term preconceived thoughts, but day-to-day moments of how you think something's going to go. For me, I just, I I really like plans and I like to have a setup, like what's our day going to look like? What's our sex going to look like? What's the, what are we wearing? What are we doing? Like, and then a five-year plan. And I think it's been really freeing to be like, everything changes and that's when the best shit happens. And when you're with someone else, you're just, you can't have control and you can't have control with yourself either. So if you let go of control within yourself and to the other person, then you can kind of like, it's just more fun. So I say let go. Yeah. Cool. Love it. You guys, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having for us. Having yeah. Us. You guys were great. Thank you so much. Uh, 
that's all. This has been Hopefully We Don't Break Up. <laughs> yeah, we, we have an outro. We don't oh, yeah. All right. Well, good night, good night everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like the show and want to hear more, please subscribe to us on iTunes. And please rate, review, and tell your friends. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HWDBU Podcast and like us on Facebook. Thank you. You already said thank you. Thanks again. Hey. Good night, everybody. Stupid.